0: They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.
1: The Go Radio football show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, John Hartson and Stephen Cragan. Listen live weeknights from 5. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! (laughs)
2: Rangers say there's been no official approach from Aston Villa with Stephen Gennard believed to be high up on the shortlist for the Villa vacancy. What do you think is unfinished business going to keep him at Ibrox or is this too tempting an opportunity to get back to the English Premier League? Stephen Cregan, what are you thinking?
3: I just think what's the rush? You know, he's waited almost three years to get his first major trophy at Rangers. I'm sure that's whetted his appetite to try and go and build in that success Uh, further improve further enhance the standing in the game and the stature and management so why does he want to jump when the first opportunity comes along now we're speaking because Stephen Gerrard hasn't had a comment on it but uh, I just think there's a lot of work to be done at Rangers and the big question to him would be what can Aston Villa give him that Rangers can't Rangers can possibly deliver Champions League football major trophies every season Rob full houses home and away Uh, you know huge travelling support he's lauded by the supporters they love him will Aston Villa give him that I'm not so sure
2: Well, there was plenty of action on the show last night and reaction to uh, the rumour machine. Uh, linking Stephen Gerrard with that job. Nothing has been said in response. And of course, uh, we're into the international break and you would imagine uh, Villa Monta all sorted out by the time they're back in action. But the word at the moment is no approach to Rangers. So we'll be talking about that plenty. Get yourself involved in the discussion as well. 0808 08, 17 17 700. Plenty of you uh, last night had plenty to say we'll be looking back on Super Sunday in the Scottish Premiership 4-2 Rangers and 4-2 Celtic and four points of a difference at the top of the league and we're looking forward to Scotland in Moldova on Friday night how do we replace London Dykes? Uh, we'll be having a stab at that question over the next couple of hours and you might let us know what you think about that as well. What should Scotland do in the attacking areas uh, minus uh, Lyndon Dykes who has been such a big player for Scotland in recent times? It's Rob McLean, Stephen Cragen, and watch this space alongside, and the space has just been filled by John Hartson, who is in and with well, us. No medicine, I'm going to keep. No I'm, no go no going to, I'm going. To, I'm going to. For two I'm, hours, I'm, <laughs> John. I'm going to keep talking for a few minutes while you get your breath back. But you're looking pretty much primed to go. I well, uh, always, Rob, always. Can, can you do the traffic and travel actually at this point? Because how are things? <laughs> how are
4: things on the M74? Well, the M74, M74 was running a bit slow, a little bit heavy. Um, so coming in from West Linton, it's normally about an hour, but it took about an hour and twenty today. Okay, it was good to have you with us. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, nice to have you with us, Thanks, and you—you uh, you didn't
2: miss much, to be honest. Just <laughs> just, uh, just a little bit of cracks. I even know you know you made. How are you? I'm good. So we're talking. Uh, John, we're going to be talking about uh, obviously the Aston Villa vacancy. Uh, and we've just heard that there's been no approach to Rangers so far. Um, whether that continues is another matter of course we're going to be looking back on on Sunday 4-2 Celtic 4-2 Rangers four points in it at the top and looking forward to Scotland in Moldova on Friday night Uh, what does Scotland do in the absence of London Dykes? not just him but Ryan Christie of course is suspended as well who might well have come into contention you would imagine had he been available and I've got one for you just at the top of the show John about that Scotland squad Mm. should Celtic's Tony Ralston be in it well, who's he up against? Um, well, we've got Stephen O'Donnell and Nathan Patterson who are the two right backs in the squad. Um, but, I, you know, I, I would imagine Tony Ralston
4: well, must be in Stevie Clark's thoughts. Well, Stevie Clark was asked about this um, last week in his first press conference and somebody asked him... Um, yeah, wh- why was what, he left why, out? And he says, well, I've never picked him before, no, exactly. so he's not exactly been left out. Uh, I would think on his form, if... Maybe if uh, Steve Clark wanted an extra right back, he, he he could look at Ralston. I think Ralston will probably be next one in, behind O'Donnell and uh, Patterson. Mm-hmm. So should he have been in the squad if he's got two right backs? Why would he want three? Um, yeah. no, I th- but I th- in terms of his form, as I said, if if anything happened to I think O'Donnell and Patterson are his main two. Mm. Now, Ralston's not going to play ahead of them two, I wouldn't have thought. No. Uh, O'Donnell's in the Motherwell team every week, although he's got himself sent off against mm-hmm. Rangers. Mm-hmm. And Patterson, I think Stevie Clark sees that as an opportunity to give him games, but he's not getting games at Rangers. I know that's not his prerogative to do that, but um, I think Ralston's form has been excellent. He's been arguably right up there with Jota, Kyogo, Obada, these other good performers uh, which he performed really well for Celtic um, should he be in it if he's not in it which he's not I don't think it'll be that long before he does get that call up because yeah. he's playing exceptionally well
2: yeah take your point absolutely and I mean Stevie Clark is all about continuity isn't yeah. he he doesn't make change for change's sake he only does it um, when it's a necessity but um, he has Stephen O'Donnell has done him proud so many times Nathan Patterson is such an exciting talent that he's difficult to now leave out of the team and, and I guess two right backs in the squad is probably enough Craigs but you would imagine Tony Ralston the numbers that he's coming yep. up with this season in terms of four goals, a bag of assists he's got to be knocking on that door
3: I think he's the most informed right back in the country which it's kind of strange to say when he's not in the squad You know, if if someone was scoring goals and they were the most informed striker in the the country, they'd be in the squad. So I don't see any difference because it's a right back. Yes, you know, Steve Clark wants to be loyal and and, and you're talking about O'Donnell and and Patterson. But if you think as a manager that someone else is better than them and they're due a place in the squad and they can play in your team. You know, he's played probably the most minutes this season out of all three of them. You know, he's in a, a Celtic team that has to win every single week. He's come on leaps and bounds. He's matured into a smashing player when you consider it at the start of the season. Everyone... And I included myself, thought, no chance. There's no way he will be at Celtic beyond his one-year contract. And he's went and signed a new, what, three-and-a-half-year contract. So that tells you about the mentality and the psychology of the young man when it would have been easy to put the tools away and just fill the jersey. But he didn't. He pushed himself on. He's been coached well by Ange. So I would say, why not in the squad? One extra player, so what? It means that Steve Clark then gets a chance to look at him up close, to judge him against O'Donnell, to judge him against Patterson at this moment in time. We're not talking about players being in six months' time. We're talking about these games. What's your best eleven? And on current form, I think Tony Ralston's the best right back.
2: Having an amazing season. Quite a story, Tony Ralston. As well, and of course, given that extended contract, a pair eyes you would imagine as well. And uh, now tied to Celtic till 20, 2025, 25. isn't yep. it? Yeah, uh, we're gonna have Paul, uh, Paul Lambert on the show, uh, former Scotland midfielder, of course. Uh, more pertinently, maybe at the moment, uh, because of what we're talking about, uh, the former Aston Villa manager he was between 2012 and, and 2015. So we'll be talking Scotland, we'll be talking Celtic with Paul Lambert. Uh, but we will be talking Aston Villa as well and what he reckons um, about that vacancy at Villa Park and whether Steven Gerrard uh, is top of that shortlist. He's certainly well up it, we know that much. And uh, the likes of uh, Roberto Martinez, John Hartson and Casper uh, Hulmund is being mentioned as well, the Danish international manager, uh, who I think was so impressive, wasn't he, at mm. the Euros? Not just the way his team played, but the way he yes. carried himself as well. Uh, and obviously, Martinez is the Belgian national team manager, so yep. they they're the th- it seems those are the three that are being the, publicly touted at the moment.
4: Yes, but the problem you have with Martinez and the Danish manager is that they'll be proud to take their respective countries uh, the managers of Belgium and Denmark to the World Cup mm. because they've qualified mm. you know Belgium what you know Wales play them next Tuesday yeah. night in Cardiff. And it's the same with Denmark. They've been outstanding in the qualifications. They were brilliant in the in the Euros. Belgium, again, are the big disappointments, really, aren't they? They go into almost every tournament, you know, second, third favourites, you know, with alongside Spain, Italy, Germany, you know, everything else. But Belgium, the world's number one team. So that's the issue Villara have, whether these guys want to go back into club management or whether they still feel they can make an impact on the major International tournaments, you know, the World Cup yeah. for Belgium, they, they'll go in there and they're capable. Yeah. They've got a side capable yeah. of going really far in that tournament. So Roberto Martinez will be thinking, can I all of a sudden, can I go and win a World Cup with Belgium? So they that would be the issue, obviously, um, you know, prizing them for, from their respective countries if they were going to uh, be uh, to go and go into club management with Aston Villa.
2: Casper Hulmland and his Danish team will be in Glasgow, of course, uh, on Monday night uh, to play at Hamden. So uh, it was sold out long ago, that one. Let's hope Scotland don't need anything uh, from that game. It would be nice to think we're already in the playoffs and we can have a, a night of almost celebration and maybe get something out of that game uh, as well. It's always good to have Gordon on the show and he joins us right now. Hi, Gordon. I
5: can, I see you's done. Yeah. Hi, see How you doing?
2: Yeah, well, thanks. What, what are you thinking, Gordon?
5: No, it was just about Steven Gerrard, obviously, taking Aston Villa, job because it's all so I've read about and all I've heard about day. Um, Are you getting tired um, of it? I to be honest, I'd rather, I'd rather Aston Villa just appointed the manager and got on with it, because I don't think it's going to be Steven Gerrard, and the reason being, Steven Gerrard's a man with ambition, and I see Rangers as a club he can take from Aston Villa, that's made a respect to Aston Villa, because obviously they're a big club in that, and I'm kinda of fed up to the, the kind of the usual suspense lights like, here talks about that. They they put out things saying, Oh, Aston Villa are a bigger club than Rangers. You've got your Rory Jennings and stuff like that. And the date for clickbait, it's just a load of yeah. nonsense to me because Aston Villa, they're a big club, but how far can you take Aston Villa? Um, do you know what I mean? Like there, there's a, a there's a massive chance they could get relegated. They lost that Grealish. Fair enough they've got a good squad and they've got multi billions in the bank or whatever. But Stephen Gerrard's going to either come back for his international break and go into a relegation battle or he can come back to a semi-final where he could beat Hibs and potentially set up an all-firm uh, League Cup final if Celtic won their game, obviously. And then he goes on to the Europa League with Sparta Prague where he could take his into the last 16 of the Europa League. Do you know what I mean? It, mm. there's, just, there's just so much more he can do with Rangers and it's a massive, massive step back. If he takes that Aston Villa job and Aston Villa go down, it knocks him so far back. Whereas if he wins the league, gets into the, it's automatic entry into the Champions League. So if he does that, he's going to, his reputation will enhance more than it could than uh, Aston Villa.
2: He pretty much laughed off the, the link with Newcastle, didn't he, when he mm-hmm. was asked about that? And he and he said, don't ask silly questions. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think about this link with, with Villa, Crags?
3: Well, I just think it's a sign of things to come over the next year, 18 months, if he doesn't leave Rangers that every time a big job comes up or an English Premier League job comes up, his name's going to be linked, whether it's Newcastle, whether it's Aston Villa, whether it's Leeds United, these name, uh, his name's always going to be linked because he's got a high profile as a player. He's now won a major trophy as a Rangers manager. People say, well, he's only won one. Well, that's fine. But, you know, the chance for him, is the actor with Gordon saying, is to go and add to that. Go and get yourself a League Cup final and then maybe you know, win an old firm final. Uh, can you get yourself into the Champions League? Can you manage in the Champions League? Can you... You know, keep raising your stakes as a manager because, you know, Stephen Gerrard's never said this, but people always talk about that, you know, his dream is a Liverpool job. As much as it was for Neil Lennon to get the Celtic job and Ali McCoy to get the Rangers job because that was the link and who they were with. So if that's his ultimate aim, uh, Jurgen Klopp's not going anywhere soon. Mm. You know, he's building a good squad, he's doing well. So is the risk that if you go to Aston Villa, exactly what Gordon says, it doesn't work, then you're probably further away from the Liverpool job than you've ever been. Whereas if you're at Rangers and you're competing in European football, you're competing for trophies, which let's be honest, you've a 50-50 chance or you should have as good as a 50-50 chance here in Scotland to win a major trophy every single season. He didn't in his first two, but he did in his third. So if you add to that, suddenly your stock continues to rise and then that brings you into the island of Liverpool potentially somewhere down the line. So I just don't see the rush for him to leave at this moment in time because as I said if his job ultimately is to be manager of Liverpool Jurgen Klopp isn't going anywhere soon
2: and it's worth stressing John that uh, and repeating what we said right at the top of the show we, we have checked with Rangers and as yet as of now there has been no uh, approach from yeah. Aston
4: Villa well it's just USA isn't it and uh, radio shows and press linking, linking as Craig just alluded to linking Steven Gerrard to every job that that comes up Yeah, we know Aston Villa um, are the biggest club in the Midlands uh, it, all day, that's all I've viewed. is, it, you know, is Aston Villa a bigger club? Is it a bigger job? You know, is there more pressure on Steven Jarrod at Rangers this season if he doesn't win the league, having I mean, just won it by 25 points? Would well, that damage his reputation as much as going to Aston Villa? Mm. You know, so I believe he ain't going anywhere. I believe he's committed to the role at Rangers. He wants to win another title I think Rangers know and Stephen knows what's at stake at the end of the season. It'll be a massive way for him to leave, to go out, if you like. And I think for now, uh, as you say, Rangers haven't had report approach yet. So we're only hypothetically speaking, which we have to do on these radio shows. But ultimately, I don't think he's um, he will go anywhere. I think he's committed to Rangers. He wants to go and win a second title and the Villa job, and the Norwich job, and the Southampton job, and these other jobs will be there in a year's time.
5: Yeah.
4: You know, because the, the managerial merry-go-round is that one thing. You're, it, it's inevitable when you take a managerial job is that one day you're going to get the sack. Yeah. You know, so I know Steven Gerrard eventually, in the long term, will will want the Liverpool job. Um, Jurgen Klopp doesn't seem like he's going anywhere either for now. No. But there's a, there's always pressure at these big clubs. You talk about pressure, you know, Steven Gerrard will be under massive pressure to retain the title. If Hans Postacoglu was to come in and build a whole new team like he has, you know, the, the job that he has to do to even get, we were talking at the start of the season, can't even get close mm-hmm. to Rangers. And all of a sudden now, you know, will there be more pressure on Steven Gerrard needing to go and win this title? You know, mm-hmm. Look at the way Rangers are going about it. It looks as if, I don't know the fans, the fans can come on, they are almost throwing all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. They've not sold a player yet. Stephen Gerard is talking about adding players in the January window because they know this season is is one one almighty sort of push to go and win the Scottish yeah. Premiership because you know it's going to be worth, what, £40, £50 million. Pounds. Yeah. So there's always going to be pressure. Would you like, Gordon, would you like Stephen Gerard to come out at this point and say...
2: I'm going nowhere, or do you think that's not necessary?
5: I don't think it needs to, to be honest, because, I mean, where, where is the situation? It's this game down south? Ashland and says that Stephen Gerrard is a prime target. It's it's, it's a media frenzy. Stephen Gerrard, the biggest English managerial name in England, like mm-hmm. coming from a, a football player sense, obviously. He was one of the biggest names in the past 20, 30 years to come to England so any time you see what 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 can Aston Villa offer more than what the richest club in the world now Newcastle could do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I, I just I don't think he needs to and I don't think Aston Villa can take the risk either because they're too far down the Premier League at the moment and I don't think they can take the risk on somebody who is still unproven. Fair enough, he's done a few, like a few years at Rangers, and the job he's done with us, I, I'll always thank him for. It. Even if he did go, I would thank him for everything he's done because it obviously, players that it got off the gutter, we were with Pedro and Marty and stuff like that, and he really has turned things around. Me now. <laughs> well, I certainly couldn't see far enough and see him winning the league title again. Um, the fact that he managed to stop the 10 in a row That's all we wanted at the time Now I think he's he, he, And he said "If I don't know if, um, He's watched it If you remember at the end of uh, the fight celebrations after we lifted the trophy and that, and he sat and spoke to his boy, on Sky Sports, and he said, no, he's even more hungry for trophies because he hadn't won a domestic trophy. He like got the League Cup and the Scottish Cup. He was desperate to sort like... Of, he, he said he himself, it does Disney sit right with him. It yeah. wasn't sitting right with him, and he wanted to make that right. I don't think he'll leave until he makes that right because I think it's something that would always sit wrong with him. I think it would always he'd look back at his time at Rangers and think, I shouldn't have blessed me to win won another trophy. And I think, yeah. I, I think that's what he'll do. And he's a man of ambition. I just don't see him leaving. Yeah. I might be proven wrong. Yeah,
2: himself. no, I, I think I th- you make a lot of good points. And and, and one of those in there, uh, Gordon, was, w- and I'm interested to know what you think, Craig's, is, is that the, actually the position Aston Villa are in, they're they're in a dangerous position, yeah. a precarious position, you would say, at the moment. And actually, what they probably need... Is a manager who can hit the ground running with experience, because their ultimate aim is to stay in the English Premier League, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Well, they said after Dean Smith left that they wanted progression season on season, so they wanted to improve from last season, whereas mm. they felt as if they've taken a step back. So that's why they've made the change so early to try and, mm. uh, you know, follow on their goals or the targets they had. Uh, you know, Gordon's spot on that. You know, it is all speculation. You know, the issue comes somewhere down the line if Aston Villa make approach the Rangers or if another club makes an approach to Rangers and asks to speak to Steven Gerrard, then the club have a decision to make. Stephen Steven Gerrard has a decision to make, at the minute we're just kind of trying to piece it together. Would it be good for him to go, uh, go? Would it not be good for him to go? And I just think, you know, you've you've watched him grow over the past, what, three and a half years as a manager, you know, rebuilding a club, uh, bringing players in like Joe Aribo and, and uh, Glenn Kamara for next to nothing, enhancing the reputation. So you can see why clubs are looking at him and thinking, do you know what, he's doing okay. You know, you can see why people are keeping their eye on him, doing well in Europe, eventually winning a league title, stopping 10 in a row. He'll be remembered forever. Whether he walked out of the Ibrox tomorrow, he will always be remembered as the guy who stopped at 10 in a row as much as Vim Janssen was remembered back in 1997 and ninety eight, whenever he stopped him doing it. So he's building nicely. He's only three and a half years into a managerial mm-hmm. uh, career role. If he thinks it's going to last 15 years, I don't think there's a rush to try and fast forward yourself as much as you possibly can. But, uh, you know, it will be unsettling for the Rangers board, no doubt, Unsettling for the Rangers fans. They just want it done and dusted and know he's going to be their manager moving forward.
2: Gordon, thanks for your call.
5: Thanks very much, guys. Cheers.
2: All Please. the
3: best. That's Gordon, Rangers fan, uh, putting some really good points there
2: um, and pointing out as well that it is all, at the moment, media speculation. And we're going to keep that media speculation going on the other side of the break because coming up soon on the show, we will be speaking to the former Aston Villa manager and former Scotland midfielder, Celtic midfielder, Paul Lambert.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's
2: go, 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 go. go, 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 go. Tuesday's Go Radio Football Show. Uh, welcome back. And uh, we are talking. Um, About the the big story in the media, we've got the the TV screen on in here as usual, of course, and uh, every so often when you glance to your left or your right, depending where you're standing... um it's Stephen Gerrard who's beaming out of the, the television, Roberto Martinez, Casper Huellman, as well the Danish international uh, team boss, and lots of talk about who is going to be replacing Dean Smith as the Aston Villa manager. And uh, we will continue that discussion as the show goes on. Looking back on Sunday, of course, 4 2 4 2, Rangers and Celtic. Uh, Celtic in Dundee, Rangers home to Ross County. Uh, four points is still the difference then at the top of the table. Uh, and we're looking forward, of course, to Scotland in Moldova on Friday night. John Carver's been speaking today. One of uh, Stevie Clark's backroom team uh, relies a lot on uh, on John Carver. And uh, here's the good news about Kieran Tierney.
6: Yeah, he looked great this morning Uh full of full of running he's fitted in again you know he's been out some time now but he was on the bench at the weekend and, and he's coming to the camp and, and trained exceptionally well this morning so we don't see any problems with him everything should be fine
2: It's Rob McLean Stephen Cragan and John Hartson uh, on the Good Radio Football Show Paul Lambert joins us as well happy to say Paul how are you?
7: Hi Rob how are
2: you? Yeah very well thanks yourself?
7: Yeah I'm good yeah I'm good
2: just, just hearing John Carver there saying that all well with uh, with Kieran Tierney. Um, how excited are you looking forward to to Friday night?
7: Well, I think the great thing is, is, is what any team wants is to be in their own hands. Really, mm. I think that's the, the beauty you it if you have that scenario, then you've got a great chance. Moldova, you you like to think that they can get through that one. The Denmark game, I, I, I've said before, just get away anyway. They've, they've gone. It's just the the playoff place that we need and hopefully we can we can get that then it's just a lucky draw who you get
2: Do you have a theory Paul about what we do in the absence of London Dykes I imagine Che Adams is a stick-on to be in one of the attacking positions Ryan Christie of course is suspended as well what what would you do?
7: Just, like, the lad Adams never let Scotland down well I think that's that's a good thing the lad Dykes has, has done ever so well in the last few games getting a few goals but Adams, I, I mean, Adams is a handful. There's no two ways about that. He's a handful. I mean, we watch him at Southampton. He has a he has a threat. Probably Steve will look look to that, that side of it. But even the lad does. considering he's he's been scoring for the national team, is a bit of a blow for them.
2: Yeah. Do you know much about Jacob Brown, the of Stoke City, who's of course the new boy in the squad?
7: No, I don't. He's just busting onto the scene, but I've seen his name. Uh, coming through so I don't know too much about him uh, what he's like but he's doing well at Stoke I know that
2: What, what about the, the big talking point um, in Scotland at the moment Paul which is uh, the vacancy at Villa your old club you were there from 2012 12 to 2015 as manager you know uh, the demands of that job um, what, what about the, the links with Stephen Gerrard are you taking that seriously
7: I think you've got take it's pretty strong on that on that side. It's it's a great club. I mean I was probably there at the, the wrong time. The club wanted to sell it things like that and the guys that I tried to bring it bring in I couldn't get a hold a hold of at all. So I knew then it was going to be a tif- a difficult gig to, to see it through but lasting the three years was was a was a big feat really considering the way it was but it's a huge club, huge fan base behind it. Training facilities are fantastic. I think they're better now even from Monaba's there. So they've got everything going for the Master Villa. I mean, the only decision I think Stephen will have will be, because you can back home with his family, is, the Premier League is, you no know, disrespect to the Scottish League, a lot stronger than the Scottish League. And it's a chance to make his mark in probably English English management. Because I think if he went right directly into Liverpool, everybody thinks, I mean, you wouldn't like to follow Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> <aren't> <laughs> no, sure. no.
2: Uh, does he have enough experience, Stephen Gerrard, for the Villa job? Has he won enough? Is he is he a, is he a winner uh, to to go into that hot seat?
7: Well, I don't think you can argue with the lad's career. I mean, I mean, I mean,
2: thing. as a manager though, Paul. No, I mean, obviously as a, as a manager, player, he, he's he's yeah. up there with the all time greats.
7: Yeah, now, As a manager, you, you you'll never get experience until you win, Rob. That's that's the beauty about it. You, whatever level you're at, you, you have to get thrown into the deep end of it and and try and swim. That's what you have to you have to do. Stephen will be able to handle the size of the club because he's been a big club, I don't think that'll be a problem to him. The, the, the little thing you probably have to get your head around is you might not win as many games as what you do at Rangers. That's that's what you have to get your head around. Yeah. So that you might not win but, uh, the amount of games you, you can get. Because Villa, I think, expected in that top half of the, of the league, really.
2: Do you have a gut feeling, Paul, um, about... Whether he's ready to leave Rangers and and go for this,
7: I, I think he, I think he's ready. I think he's he's, he's proven it. <laughs> the, the thing of being at Rangers or, or Celtic is when you play for the big clubs or you're at the big clubs, you know the demands of them. So when you go anywhere else, it becomes a am easier, but you know how to handle a lot of things. And Steven's played at a higher level with Liverpool. He knows the the demands of it. I don't see that being a problem to him Rolf, as in handling the, the the whole situation. Regardless if he's won trophies or not at Rangers, he's won obviously the, the league, which is which is fine. But that 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 was everything he's his own thinking he'll stand him in a good stead for it.
4: Paul, do you do you think um Steven will see uh, Gerard will see the Rangers job as um he might just feel like, you know, it's a job unfinished. Um, in terms of, you know, the way they won the league last year. He'll want to, you know, the fans will certainly won't want him to leave. And I think Steven will probably feel he he'll want to prove that he wants to win a second title. Um, and he might just feel that we know what's at stake. It's 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 straight into the Champions League for the winners this season in Scotland. Um uh, that's the way I see it. That's why I'm 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 siding towards him, him staying on at Rangers certainly till the end of the season.
7: Don, listen, it, it, it could, it, it it could go that way, but I just think if you, if you, if you're waiting for that Liverpool job to come up, which I, which I don't know if he, which I don't know if he is, but you, going into Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp, you think how do you, how do you replicate that? That's that's nine impossibility to do it. Mm. Goes to Aston really, he's got a clean slate. Does he want another title with Rangers? Aye, he probably does. But yeah. the lure of the Premiership, as you know, it's it's, it's vast, and it's vast for him. We, we profile, we, the prestige it goes with the, the Premier League. And when do you get the opportunity again? Because nobody ever knows if the opportunity is going to arise again.
4: Yeah, well, It's only speculation at the minute. Anyway, yeah. the Rangers have come out and confirmed they've not had an official approach Um do you, do you see that approach coming? Maybe in the next 24 hours?
7: I do, I, I, see, it, I, mm-hmm. I see it coming. Too much talk, I, I do, isn't it? Too much I, talk. I, I, yeah, yeah, too, much, mm-hmm. too much smoke going, really. I think yeah. that that, um, that it's no there. Mm-hmm. I think there's something, obviously. And the thing about Steve, I think, it, I think it's, is it, he's played at the highest level. His man, he's now at a massive, massive club. Mm-hmm. Is he ready? Only time will tell that he can go and if you, if you can go and do it you know
3: Paul if you were a manager of Celtic if I'm trying to put the shoe in the other foot and you were top of the league you had a cup semi-final coming up you, you wrote the league progression within your grasp would you leave and go on a, and be manager of Aston Villa
7: I think if I'd probably done he'd won the title beforehand I think if you if you had done that you'd have to ask that question in, in the picture in the, the corner of do it or do it or not it's probably, probably similar to the way Brendan was doing it. Brendan obviously went and had done fabulous at, at, at Leicester. So Stephen might take that same same view. Would I do it? If I'd been at Celtic uh, three or four years, what Stephen had, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you'd probably think I'm going to have a crack at the Premiership.
2: Is it fair to say, Paul, that there's a lot more doubt at the moment than there was three or four months ago about... Rangers winning back-to-back titles. They, I mean, they were for for a lot of people. I think because of the mess Celtic were in, they were to stick-on, uh, and you were thinking, right, it's a game changer financially for any team up here. Despite their financial clout, it's a game changer just because of the the riches that would come with getting a straight-in, straightforward entry into the Champions League group stages. But I think Ange Postecoglou has surprised a lot of people, hasn't he, with, with with how he's managed to reshape Celtic in pretty quick time. And there's probably, would you agree that there's a bit more doubt about the title now than there was at the start of the season?
7: Well, 100%. Is it, I've always said it, Robbie, it's easy to be the hunter and what it it's the hunted all the time. And when you're the hunted, you look over your shoulder, Rangers 100% are doing it because you know Celtic are moving uh, around there. Parts are doing pretty well as well. They expect Hearts to be round about the top come the end of it. Yeah, they thought probably I don't think they'll win it. I think it will become either Celtic or Rangers will get it but Andrew's he's got them playing. He's definitely got them playing and they'll probably strengthen again in in January and you're looking at Celtic and Rangers at the minute it's, it's an even it's an even run race at the minute. It's not what it was last year where the gap was too big but I Andrews went in there and, and sorted it. Probably at the hardest time any Celtic manager could could go in, really. And and, and he's done a great job up until now.
2: That's some attacking combination they've got, Paul, isn't it, at the moment?
7: Oh, the the, the front three lads, I think, are, are on fire. The, the, the three lads. I mean, they, they look lively, they look threatening, they look just have got a good spirit about them. Celtic, I think, at the minute. But to be fair, the three Rangers are. They're getting the results. Probably playing their best kind of football at the minute for so them. But not that side, they really really able. But Celtic, to me, look as if the team got a little bit of a spring in off step.
4: Paul, you, you said there that you you, you can see Celtic strengthening, uh, strengthening in strengthening in in the January window. What mm. what 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 do you think they need? Well, what 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 would you be looking at position wise?
7: I still think they need throwback, John. I still think you a. I still need to think they look at that throwback area mm-hmm. I really do mm-hmm. I, think they, I know the lad Ralston's done, done well whether it's the boy Taylor or the lad the, the creation lad Juranovic yeah. Aye uh, yeah, yeah I still think they need something that middle of pitch is another area that, that if Callum gets injured or the lad Turnbull gets injured or Rogage, there's no too many supplements to go back into there in that in that area of the pitch so maybe he's looking at that the striking department I think you get the big lad, uh, the Greek lad. Um,
4: Yakamakis.
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, and they've also got the Kyogre who's who can't do nothing wrong. He's a bigger hit than you were. so <laughs> 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 trying, to, trying to make you feel better. Don't
4: you? <laughs> <laughs> so, the club have got to certainly back the manager, Paulie. We knew he didn't mean uh, it though, Paul. To, uh, yeah,
7: yeah they, they, have have to to, they have to back him. Yeah. Yeah, especially if he keeps this mm. this, uh, this performance going. I right, think that's when you're like you're. You're and I'm pretty sure the club will back on that way because I don't think Celtic won't want to lose another title. That's for sure.
2: January is going to be fascinating, Paul, isn't it? The, the transfer window because you know Celtic will go in again. You would imagine that that yeah. I mean, you're I think you're right in terms of the midfield, but certainly defensively they need to they need to strengthen that area because at the moment they're they're basically scoring more goals than the opposition, but they're they're leaking too many. As, that They would be happy with. Now, Steven Gerrard has obviously thrown down the gauntlet to his directors and said that he wants to be spending more money. He wants to upgrade things as well. Could this title race be settled in the by the the transfer window?
7: No, I think I think it will go the distance, Rob. I, I don't think I don't. What will happen with the two of them? They'll they'll go head to head in the window, I guess. Whoever gets the, the better first can get the man. But I think they'll, they'll go to the wire with that. But I agree with you on the, the centre backs area. It's that are, another area where I think they maybe need to look as if they need to strengthen with it. So that, I think Joe Hart's come in and gave them a, mm-hmm. a little bit of a boost on the, on the camming side of it. Because yeah. he looks as if he's, he's given the back lads a, a bit of a common thing. But I'm pretty sure he's still when he want to lose lose the goal that he's probably losing. So he, he probably want a set with back four in front of him.
4: I think as well, Lambo. You know, you look at the, uh, the manager was able to change the front three last week. He's able to bring on Yakamakis, James Forrest, who's who's coming back, having been out quite a yeah. while, and then Mikey Johnson as well. So, the, you know, the the squad is getting is getting thicker. You know, he's got more options now from from the bench than what he had maybe you know six seven weeks ago. But still, yeah. you know, like yourself, uh, I feel. When new players come to the club, it gives everybody else a boost, you know, on the training ground. Yeah. It gives people a lift, Lambo, doesn't it?
7: Yeah, you, you only you only feel that if you feel you're in position. Mm. If somebody comes in, you think, "No, I'll have some of that because I'll see them off." That, that's what you need. You need that that mentality. Competition, yeah. That's that, that. That's exactly right. you need that. If whoever comes in your your team, you know, it's that's, that's important. The better the player comes in, the better you'll play, if you will play to stay in the side. So, I, I, I'm pretty sure the manager. He knows that. You're Mm -hmm. right, you're saying about the squad. I think the squad is is a lot healthier than what it was maybe four four months ago or so, a few months ago because of getting the players back.
2: And just taking you back to an earlier comment, Paul, Kyogo or Hartson?
7: Oh, I want to say, Big John. I'll take Big John. Big John done it in the big
4: game. Lambo, you go. could Lambo, you could roll it into me and join in. You know that, Paul. You, <laughs> nah, you, I used to say, Do you use me as a wall because you'll always get I, it well, back. I, Play I, off the I mean, wall. It, 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 it,
7: it, it was a big wall. That <laughs> was a
4: big wall. <laughs> Kyogo can only dream of Hartson's
2: movement in the around the penalty box, can't he? Um, and, and 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 one la- last one for you, Paul. Uh, Friday night. Um, are you pretty confident that Scotland can get the job done, and and we go into that home game against Denmark Monday night knowing that we're already in the playoffs?
7: The only thing they have to break down is is is, is them being defensive. I think I think that if they can be patient with it, and the crowd are patient with that. Then I'm pretty sure Scotland will win. I think there's a good bit of momentum there, Rob. That mm. I, I, yeah, they are hoping that they get that. That it'll be a wee bit of tricky tie that. Just because of expectancy level, up. yes. If they can get that that first goal, then we'll open them up a little. But I think so. Hopefully, they can
4: get it. And Lambo, just to finish, mate. I, you know, I know you're not working at the minute, management wise. But what any any plans to go back in? Are you being patient, or are you enjoying a bit of media? What, what are you up to now these days?
7: I no, I'm. Uh, I, was, I was over in Germany, John, watching a few teams train there. Mm-hmm. So I'm no long back. Uh, so I'll go back over over there. I'm going to actually go and watch my old club. Uh, next month to watch in, in one of the games at the minute so it's, it's enjoyable but when the time's right yeah I'll go yeah. back in
2: Brilliant Good to talk to you Paul Cheers Paul Bye.
7: Thanks guys cheers, Bye. All, Bye. The Bye. Bye. all the best
1: Bye. Bye. Cheers, cheers. Bye. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's Go, go, go.
2: Cheers, Chris. Thanks for the update Um, after uh, Big John gave us some uh, traffic and travel right at the top of the show Mm -hmm. as well as he made a slightly belated entrance to the studio, but it was a matter of seconds, to be honest, John. You did a pretty good time, actually, from uh, speaking to me about 10 to 5 and turning up just a few minutes after. A good performance from you. Good to hear from Paul Lambert there, your your old teammate, yes, uh, right, wasn't it, with some interesting thoughts. And, and I think his point was, uh, one of his points was no smoke without fire. There's plenty of noise, isn't there, uh, yeah. down south, about Gerard to Villa as a possibility.
4: And someone who's... An ex manager of Villa would probably still have a couple of, you know, maybe one or two contracts. A few in there. maybe? Yeah, yeah, possibly. But as I said, uh, Paul's always great to talk to. You know, a great experience. Lots, what was he six or seven jobs now as a manager? Mm. He was a wonderful player at Celtic as well. Loved playing with Paul. Somebody who rolled it into him, followed his pass, could score goals, a European Cup winner, an outstanding player. He was a joy to play with Lambeau actually at Celtic. He was a Great lad, I lived up in Houston, quite near him. Actually, him and Paul McStay okay. we we all lived in the same street. Um, so it's always nice to uh, to catch up with Paul. I've done some TV work with him over yeah. the as well. he's a great they, lad, he's Yeah, I you know.
3: Sorry, just on the talking about Gerard and we're talking about Hulmand and and, and Martinez. They're all in jobs. Mm. So whatever way Aston Villa are going to approach this, whether they speak to Rangers or whether they don't, whether they speak to the Danish FA or the Belgian FA, they're going to have to be so careful. That that's the guy they want. Because if they go and ask and speak and think, oh, no, we're going to leave that, it puts a manager in a dreadfully awful predicament. And it also makes them the next guy they go and approach to think, well, I'm second choice. So that's why I would imagine they'll take 24 hours, 48 hours just to suck in the air and, and make sure they know what they want from their manager, who they want. Of course, there may be little nibbles going on behind the scenes and agents getting involved with things. But once they make an appointment, sorry, any kind of approach or it's made public, Rob. They're going to have to be very careful. And the manager who wants to speak to them is going to have to be very careful whether he takes a job or whether he doesn't because then
4: there's a lot of doubters coming out. There's nobody better currently at Rangers than Gary McAllister to fill Stephen Gerrard in on the Villa job because he was Mm. there as an assistant to Gerrard Houllier. But I said at the top of the programme when I came in a couple of minutes late (laughs) that um, Stephen Gerrard's not going anywhere.
3: I think he's the only Celtic, ex-Celtic player to say that, John.
4: Yes, but I don't think... (laughs) I don't want him to go. I think he's committed. (laughs) I think he's got a bit of loyalty about him. I think he's a man of integrity and morals. And I think he'll stay at Rangers and he'll want to retain the title. And then I think then the fans wouldn't be happy, but they would almost then accept... They wouldn't accept him leaving now. They wouldn't accept Stephen Gerrard taking the job now from Rangers. What he've started stopping the 10 and how they've gone about it this season, top of the league, um, as as Craig said in the semi-final of a cup. They wouldn't accept it right now, but if he was to go and re- retain the title and win two titles in a row, maybe a League Cup, maybe one other cup, then I think there'd be an accept- uh, acceptance then that the fans might go, you give us everything. You stayed when there was a bit of pressure on you to leave from one or two clubs, turned, absolutely batted the Newcastle job away I think he'll do the same with Aston Villa and at the end of this season if successful if not successful I think then he he, he might look to uh, to go elsewhere but that's my opinion I don't think he'll go anywhere right now.
2: And if successful of course he could be onto a whole new ball game at Rangers.
3: That's that's it then you suddenly think well do you know what I want to have a go at Champions League I want to try and take my team into the Champions League to see if we can test ourselves against the best yes it's an impossible task almost, but you think that's where you want to test yourself. That's where you want to be as a manager. And suddenly your CV starts to build of where you've managed, trophies you've won, titles you've won. And managers always believe they can do it. Coaches always think, I can change that. I can make that work. I can get there. Which is the kind of mindset you want. Listen to that mindset as a player, because mm. he achieved incredible things. So suddenly, you know, why would that change in the managerial role? You said earlier on, Robbie, he came in a couple of weeks ago and said, don't ask stupid questions when he was asked about the link. I mean, how would it look two weeks later suddenly if you're going to go and take another job? You know, so I think John's right. You know, he's he's decided, certainly from the interview he had after uh, who against Bronby at home, you know, Rangers was his club. So I would be very, very surprised if he goes. Like I said then, and like I said earlier on, I can see why he's linked. The job he's done at Rangers, how he's manoeuvred things, how he's manipulated things. He's improved him domestically. He's improved him in Europe. He's now on, on the way back up. And people will say, oh, well, he spent money. But they needed money spent. That's the reason why they're on the way up. They needed money spent. And there's many managers who have had lots of money in football and haven't improved or haven't moved forward. So I think you know, throwing the money thing is, uh, of course, it's it's a big part of it. But ultimately, is managerial skills and getting the right players and putting the team together. is a big part of it too.
2: It's a big talking point and uh, it's not going away anytime soon either uh, on this show or out with. Uh, here's another question for you. What are Scotland going to do in terms of the attacking positions in Moldova on Friday night in the absence of uh, suspended London Dykes uh, and Ryan Christie, who's banned as well. Well, the man who's come on the scene in the last uh, week or so is Stoke City striker Jacob Brown. uh, And he's been talking uh, today to the Scottish
8: FA about his call-up. Bit surreal at the minute. I don't think it's really sunken in yet. Travelled yesterday and met, met all the lads, well, most of the lads, and then today was the first... training training session. I only found out the day before the squad was announced that I was going to be in it. Um, The gaffer rang me um, the day before. My agents told me that he was going to ring and then from then he rang, had a a chat with him and then that was it. It was announced.
2: Sounds like he's in a very chilled out uh, wine bar by the sounds of it, but I don't think so. He's in Spain with Scotland, uh, warming up for the uh, the matches, of course, Friday, Monday in Moldova at Hamden against Denmark Uh, that's going to be quite uh, a night and he was talking as well today uh, Jacob Brown uh, about uh, the family uh, reaction to his call up to the Scotland squad for the first time it was Stevie Clark of course last Tuesday uh, who told us that his mum was from Rob Royston
8: yeah um, like when I I found out obviously they were all the first people that I, I managed to ring and obviously my mum being from Glasgow she was like over the moon for me and like a lot of my family were in tears like when, when they found out because it's obviously such a big, a big moment for me and everyone in my family and around me so yeah everyone's just really proud Can you picture
2: Stevie Clark on the piano in the corner there as that interview was, was going yeah. on it conjures up
3: Dude, <laughs> it would go against what many people think Steve Clark is like you know everyone <laughs> thinks he'd be just sitting in the corner with no music not speaking to anybody but I think that's his public persona I think privately he's certainly a different man but it was interesting because I think he said Jacob Brown said he had a chance of being called into the 21s yes. a few years ago and it didn't yes. materialise so maybe at that stage he thinks, well, it's probably never going to come back for me. So he's 23 years of age, and I know you probably spoke about it last week, but you know that's a good age for a player to come in and have a good 10, 12 year mm. international career, Rob. Yeah. You know? So I think getting him at the right age is ideal. Would you put him in straight away? You know, no, that's the question you're probably going to ask. Uh, would, you put Christy, him, would you put him in straight away? No, I don't think <laughs> I would. I don't think I would. And Ryan Christie would have been the second choice. Of course, he's suspended as well. I would love to see David Turnbull given a shot. I really would. Just because he, he would play that Ran Christie role in behind uh, Che Adams. He can float about, he can pick up the ball, he can score from distance, he got a good assist record. I just think, you know, when are you going to get David Turnbull in the team to try and give him a game? He's playing every week at Celtic, he's dominating games, he's looking more comfortable as he goes on. Cal McGregor knows him. Billy Gilmer is a smashing young player. just My thought process has always been Billy Gilmer and David Turnbull in the same Scotland team. Can think, John McGinn a play chance. a bit further
4: well, forward Play off Jay Adams? Well, he's that? a runner. Yeah, I think he's a runner. Because you've got your three centre-halves, your wing-backs, and then you've got, uh, let's say, for argument's sake, Armstrong, McGregor, Gilmore, mm-hmm. three in the middle. I'm just just picking well, up any three there. I, that, was the, that And then was, McGinn, that, just off Adams. That was the very question I because asked. Because then McGinn can always drop in and play in midfield yeah. and go and get the ball and take players on and Jay, play Jay Adams on his own. Yeah. He's done it before. Well, what it, was Paul
3: Lambert's point? we're going to have to break down, he said he, as in his country, going to have to break down a packed Mm defence. So there's going to be no space for John McGinn to run into. Mm -hmm. So for me, you're going to need players who can play in little tight spaces. And how sometimes do you unlock a a packed defence? Shoot from distance. Is there any better player in Scottish football at this moment in time who can shoot from distance
4: than David Turnbull?
2: You know, just to bring something out of the
3: blue, bum, go.
2: So you want him coming from a
3: deeper position?
4: Well, well, no, playing higher up, but what I'm saying is because it's compact. Has he started many games for the national team? He started
3: one against the Netherlands. Right which was 2-2 two, two draw before the Euros so I'm just trying to think when there's condensed spaces and packed spaces, how do you find and plus he's he's played at Celtic for quite a while now who are used to playing against packed defences so he knows the kind of role and, and he,
4: he does Turnbull looks fitter you know there was a people saying well, he John. can't get around and he, you he know, can't. He, but you know what in the last few games he's gone he's put some work in especially out in Ferenc Fars last week yeah. he was getting goal side winning the ball back And I see his his all-round game uh, developing into... uh, We knew he was a great player anyway, Mm. um, but he's adding goals and he's doing more. He's doing more for Celtic during the 19 minutes now than what he was doing at the start of the season.
2: We're going to speak more about that in the second hour. Um, When you look at it, G Adams is a a stick-on to play. Will it be Jacob Brown? Will it be Kevin Nisbet? Will Stuart Armstrong have a part to play maybe in behind his Southampton Uh, teammate Adams could John McGinn be deployed a little bit further forward well by the end of the show we will have all sorted for Stevie Clark
0: where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi well the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers Skoda Kia Toyota Mercedes Nissan Ford Hyundai you name it they've got saloons MPVs estates minibuses prestige cars the lot all under one roof ready for a Immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK with taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options, and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and twelve months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? taxicenter.com Trade only
1: the go radio football show with the taxi center save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across skoda toyota ford seat and more let's go go go
2: Just reiterating what we said at the very top of the show an hour ago, Rangers telling us there has been no approach so far from Aston Villa as they look to fill that vacancy created by the sacking of Dean Smith. Steven Gerrard's name is very much up there on the shortlist at the moment of potential replacements, the other two being... Uh, spoken about at the moment are Casper Hulmund who will bring his Danish team to Hamden on Monday night, and Roberto Martinez, uh, who is the current manager of the Belgian national team. Um, it's a, a rumour at the moment that's not going away, and uh, we're going to be talking about it uh, again in this hour. But we've got lots to talk about elsewhere as well. We're uh, going to be talking about Scotland in Moldova on Friday night. Uh, before that, Denmark match at sold out Hamden on Monday we're going to hear more from the Scotland coach John Carver one of the uh, crucial backroom staff who work alongside Stevie Clark and we'll hear a little bit more as well from Jacob Brown um, who's been called up for the first time the young Stoke striker and uh, we'll be Uh, speculating on what that attacking formation might be for Scotland on Friday with both uh, Dykes and Christie suspended. Looking back the way uh, as well at the weekend, uh, just two days beyond those uh, two Sunday games for Celtic and Rangers, both of them finishing 4-2. It was 4-2 Rangers at Ibrox against Ross County, having gone a goal behind. Uh, Celtic conceded a couple as well, but they scored four as well at uh, Dens Park John Hartson uh, you were with Celtic of course in, in Budapest for that big win against Ferenc Varos in the Europa League another win for them at the weekend
4: absolutely and I think that um, I think that's seven wins in eight games they're on, they're on a great yeah. run the only win they they didn't manage to get the three points was against Livingston at home um, but no they're playing great football uh, and Wants to play one particular way and that's on the front foot. High intensity, hard work, uh hype, close the opposition down when the opposition have the ball. Um, there's triggers all over the park to go and get it back, uh, win the ball back immediately. Don't let them don't let the opposition settle and and get passes in. Go and go and retrieve the ball back as quick as you can. All these things that you wanted at the start of the season, but couldn't quite get because he hadn't had that time on the training ground to work with the players on that style, that that philosophy that he has, um, and it's 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 coming to fruition. It's 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 looking fantastically well. Uh, the fans are delighted with the manager. Uh, you know, he's, he's united that the, the whole football club. Um, there's a feel good factor there, and it was a great way to to go off on international duty by by a convincing win um, away at Dens Park, you know. uh, So some great finishes again. Kyogo with a brilliant finish. Giotta, outstanding, um, tricky. The hogs, the touchline, can come in on that right foot. That's what he likes to do. Um, One thing in his mind when he gets the ball is, can I make something happen? And he does. And can I go forward? can I be positive, you know, can I take the, the fullback on, can I come inside, can I pick somebody out, can I get a shot off, all these things that that make you a good player, you know, um, so for me, this, uh, he started exceptionally well, and Postacoglu, and, um, it'll be interesting now to see January come in and to, to see what type of player that he goes for, um, yeah, we had the view of Paul Lambert, what he thinks should yeah. be on Celtic's shopping list. In terms of um, what he has to spend as well, because what's important, is Rob, is that Craig's will know there's no point just bringing in players for the sake of numbers because you give yourself a bit of a problem then. Yeah. You want to bring players in of quality. They cost money. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, finances, uh, how much has he got? How much of a budget has he got? Will they back him? If he wants to go and buy another six million pound player, he played six million for Kyogo. Um, will I know he wants to sign Jota? When will that happen? Um, that's got to happen sooner rather than later because we won't don't want to lose Jota. I know. I think we got first refusal on him, um, black and white contractually. Um, so there's a lot. There's there's a lot to uh, go through and a lot for the manager to do. But um, it's looking extremely positive uh, from where we were, so sort of, seven, eight, nine months ago.
2: And do the Celtic fans, Craig's, just have to come to terms with the fact that this team is going to lose goals? They're going to concede goals, but in most, on most occasions, they're going to score more than the opposition.
3: Well, the fans may accept that, but I don't imagine Joe Hart and Carl Starfelt and Stephen Welsh and Cameron Carter-Vickers will accept that. You know, because I think they've worked very hard at that side of the game. I mean, I can't think of the record at the minute, but do they not have the best defensive record oh, in the league? But,
2: but would you say that equals you know, a good, strong, solid defence?
3: Well, what, having the best defensive record no, in the league? No, I know, I know, the, I know the, the, the figures speak well. Yeah. But does that... Well, I think they've improved. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I so, think they've improved. Okay, they conceded the two at the weekend, but you know when you watch them moving on, you know Carter Vickers, to me, is looking a proper player. You know He's looking really strong, physical, uh, good turn of pace. He's a threat at set plays. Yes, he's not the tallest, but... I think that, uh, you know, where he was when he first came in and where he is now, absolute night and day. And I think for Celtic fans to bring Christopher Julian back and have that presence and pace beside him would give them a lot more comfort potentially than what they have with the young Stephen Welch who's still learning the game uh, and Carl and Starfeld. So there's certainly plenty to work on. You know, there's definitely things to work on. You're never content with how you're defending overall. You always want to get better and better. But I think they're, they've definitely improved from where they were when everyone was talking mm. about poor goals. You know, they're going to do this. They're going to do... They, they, you know, they've got better as it went on. Um so that's them understanding the system. You even look at Ralston, you look at Juranovic, they're not playing as narrow in the pitch at times for me. I think they're you know they're holding their full back positions a little bit longer than what they used to be. So that's just the involvement in the team. You know, they'll be making mistakes, giving up goals, and it's quite clear that they're working on it, whether it's the training pitch or on the video analysis sessions, but they're getting better and they're trying to cut all these little errors out. So yes, but when you're so attack-minded, but tell like oh, you are you're gonna concede goals, you're gonna be left exposed, you're gonna be open they can probably take more risks in Scottish football than they can in European football because more often than not, they're up against a better quality of player. But certainly, defensively, they've improved. Yeah,
4: I think what Craig generally means is, is that the discipline will change. The discipline in terms of being slack, um, just not quite... You know, you look at the way uh, Carter Vickers comes out with the ball and he fizzes it into the forward. I used to love that ball coming. The quicker it came in with more sort of power on the ball, it's easier to control. Mm-hmm. Rather than it be rolled in, and it could possibly. You look at Beaton in the last two or three games that he's played, better discipline. You know, he's been told by the manager, we can't afford to make silly mistakes. We can't afford to gift the opposition opportunities on the edge of our 18 yard box. That might still happen once or twice in the game, but it's not happening as much now as what we saw at the start of the season, the discipline has got better as, as the games have gone on, you know, in my opinion, the how, games I've seen.
2: How do you compare Rangers and Celtic defensively then? The the, the stats will tell you that, that Celtic, as you said, Craig, so have, have got the best defensive mm-hmm. record in the Premiership this season. Where do How do Rangers compare? I mean, both are conceding goals, Rangers much more so than last season, yeah. which which is the big contrast.
3: But I wouldn't say last season was a freak season, but 13 goals in 38 games was always going to be really yeah, hard to replicate. Yeah, but they're not going to
2: go even close to that this no, time, are they?
3: No, no, they're not. Because last season they were so on point. I just feel as if this season, which you'd probably look back at all their goals, I haven't done it, but the amount of individual errors. You know, sometimes it's not even at the structure of the team or the setup. It's about, you know, Tavenier and and uh, Golson, for example, at Motherwell recently leaving it for each other, giving away the corner, conceding from the corner. You know, that wasn't happening last season. We we're making better decisions and sometimes that's what a little bit of pressure does to you, Rob. You know, the pressure of Celtic of getting a little bit closer to them, you know, it's maybe making them a little bit more indecisive than what they previously were. Uh, you know, has he changed his back four? I think, well, the left back's changed but certainly for a while now it's been Balogun, it's been Golton, and it's been Tavernier. So, I think it just boils down to individuals. I don't think it's a team collective thing you know, it's individuals getting the wrong side of their man, making the wrong choices, diving into tackles, you know, uh, not but the filling But the, the Rangers back, back
4: four, Craig, as you know yourself, they, they should be miles ahead. Look at the time that they've had playing together. I know Baligan's come in this season. a yeah, but i it's individual
3: errors though. You know, you yeah. can't, but you can be together for five, five years well. if yeah, you still you make know, individual errors.
4: But the goalkeeper hasn't really changed a lot. You know, you look at Patterson this season, Tavernier. So that back four, they should be in sync. There should be a lot more organisation in terms of, because of what they did last year, conceding very little goals. Mm. This Celtic back four has been thrown together. Mm. Thrown together. They've had to deal with problems with injuries. Juranovic is the right back. He's playing at left back. Ralston cannot get him out of the team because of his fantastic performances. And then you've got a centre-half, Carter Vickers, who's come in and impressed me as well. And then Welsh, you know, comes in, starts the season really well, gets left out the team, but reacts again, comes back, shows a great attitude. And so for me, this back four of Celtic, the work that they must be doing, because they're encouraged, they are encouraged to get the ball off the goalkeeper and play out from the back. That takes great work on the training ground, passing. You know, playing uh, bounce games, working on the back four, moving. Well, I don't think they have that the time, ball.
3: John. You know, when they're playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Away international duty, most of the players are away. That's why I said previously in the show that it's maybe not as much as even practice games. It's either video analysis or. Poster Postacoglu is a very good communicator. Yeah, He's trying to break they, the, the game down but on show. the
4: training ground. Yeah, but, th- four. but there's no intensity. Be, but they can't be intensity but the they'll, be, the games. they'll be working on it. You know, I have been a coach and you've been a coach. You know you get the back four when you get time to do that and you work the left back goes out to the goes out to the to the uh, to the touchline and then he cuts back inside and the, the, you work with the defenders get inside on to receive the ball and then the midfielder like a beat on or McGregor you work on that shape. That's what you do, yeah. and Celtic have worked on that because they're getting better and better. They keep the ball a lot better now. When you watch Celtic play, they keep the ball mm. ever so well. Even in Europe last week, Ferrans fellas couldn't get the ball off them. They had loads and loads of spells in possession. That takes work. On the, I know Craig is saying there's been lots of games, but there will certainly be in time when Ange had the, the opportunity to work with his back four. He's done a lot of work with them. Yeah,
2: here he is on the on goals conceded. Uh, those two goals at Dens at the weekend. Yeah, we just got to be a little bit more diligent. You know, we got a bit sloppy. I thought periods before we conceded those goals in possession because you know sometimes when you have so much dominance and things are going well, you can lose
9: a bit of focus. And we're not at that stage yet as a team. We've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of improvement to do. We can't we can't afford to to kind of just put our foot off the pedal. And uh, you know, it's, there's always timely reminders. The, the game always gives timely reminders if you if you try and do that.
2: Is Stephen Welsh a better bet than uh, than Carl Starfeld, who's out of the team injured at the moment? Is that a better combination, Crags, um, with uh, alongside
3: Carter Vickers? <laughs> it's a hard one because Storolfeldt was a bit uh, nervous looking at the start. You know, it just touches awareness, positioning. Because when you come to Celtic as a centre half, you don't normally have to defend one v one an awful lot of other clubs. You know, you normally keep your cup. Back for compact, where a Celtic was so open. So sometimes it takes you a while to adjust. So I think it took him a while to adjust. Over the last number of weeks, I think him and Carter Vickers have looked okay together. You know, they've they've looked fine. You know, they've played against good sides, they've played against good centre forwards, and I thought they dealt with it okay. Mm-hmm. Stephen Wells can feel a little bit hard done by because I feel as if he'd done quite well at the end of last season. He'd done quite well at the start of this season, but ultimately, as a manager, if you're going to go and spend three, four, or five million pounds in a centre half, you have to put him in. I know people say, well, that's not always the case. Well, it is. You have to probably give him a little bit more time. Because the board are looking at, the supporters are looking at your reputation of bringing players in and spending four million and not playing them. You then go to the board in January and say I want four million pound for a player, and they're going to say, Well, is he going to play? So there's little things that go on within football. Stephen Welsh is a little bit hard done by. However, he was in the team at the weekend and I thought he done quite well.
2: John watched uh, Celtic in Budapest. We saw Rangers uh, turn in a pretty disappointing performance in uh, Copenhagen against Bromby. But either side of that, they scored six at Motherwell. Uh, the previous Sunday and last Sunday, of course, it was four against Ross County. Ten goals in the Premiership across those two games. I think so,
9: yeah, because there's been games where we haven't been creative enough and our variety hasn't been there. That could have been down to uh, us, individuals, units. It could have been down to me in terms of personnel. It could have been down to people missing, being suspended, not having the the, the top players uh, at the top end of the pitch available in a good place. It could be a combination of things, but um, we've been building towards looking like this and um, I think we're really close to being at our best in terms of creation, variety, throwing the goals around the team. I think we're in a real good place. Now I've just said to the boys, look, now we need to stop conceding the little sloppy goals and the giveaways and giving teams a head start because at some point that could bite us. So we need to improve uh, that side of our game.
2: Ryan Kent, magnificent um, at the weekend. Uh, he made a difference off the bench in Copenhagen as well. Uh, Ryan Jack came off the bench on Sunday. That's a big boost for Rangers. They'll work him hard across the international break now to have him ready uh, for when they're back in action. Just looking at the title odds, John, today. Rangers 4-9, to Celtic 13-8. to Next best hearts at 66-1. to mm. Um, but what do you make about the, that odds differential I, I would imagine I means what would Celtic have been at the start of the season maybe 3 or 4 to 1 something like yeah, that Yeah,
4: I, I would probably make that right I, I would still make Rangers favourites um, we said at the start of the season can Celtic get close mm-hmm. to Rangers yeah. C- can they push them at all um, we are going on the back of last season that's what we were doing at the start of the season yeah. and where Celtic were no manager or even a manager had just come in um, with an awful lot to do Celtic uh, were lost their first game away at Hearts, um, so that is probably about right. I, I think those type of odds can, can could change if Rangers lose next week and Celtic win. All of a sudden, it, becomes, it can change game by game. John, it it, becomes, I it even can money game, yeah. But I would think at this moment in time, with Rangers with a what four point advantage mm-hmm. over Celtic, mm-hmm. um, uh, what are we eleven games in? 12, 10, 12, 12. 12 games in. 12 down now. I make that probably right. As you just said there, Ryan Jack has just come back. Ryan Kent is back on form. Scored a wonder goal at the weekend there. Um, you know, they've got good options. Rangers, you know, you look at Patterson and Tavernier on the right. They, you know, so, you know, there's there's different ways you can play. Rangers can play with Davis. Um, they got got rebo and Kamara, very good football players. Mm. They've got, you know, they, they, they played Morelos, Morelos, you know, he got his 100th goal and his 100th first goal. Mm-hmm. And Steven Gerard, I feel, has to play Morelos to keep him fit, to keep his fitness levels up mm-hmm. and to keep him sharp. Because he's looked sluggish. Yeah. He's looked really sluggish this he season. They took him off
3: in Denmark, didn't he? But yeah, he all of off. a
4: sudden, all of a sudden, uh, as Sakala plays, mm-hmm. he scores a hat-trick, then he's brilliant, his work rate, his runs, his movement. He almost makes Morelos, like, he almost says, like this: not, I should be in every week. Mm. Seems, yeah, you, seems, you do, seems, you had, seems you had a look at that I mm-hmm. said says, at this moment in time, Fasso zacala is doing a lot more to hold down that centre-forward place. But Morelos is not a bad substitute to come off the bench if you can keep him right, keep his keep his head right in terms of focus and everything and don't sulk because you're not in the team and you expect to be in the team. If you can keep his head right... You know, then he's got he's got good option. Hadji has played well of late. Yeah. So at this moment in time, I would I would make them odds probably about right at the minute. Yeah.
2: And as we said with Paul Lambert when he was on the show earlier on, Crags, uh, that January transfer window could be very interesting indeed. You know, will Rangers go and spend the sort of money Mm -hmm. that Stephen Gerrard, uh, if he's still in the job, is looking to be spending Celtic will inevitably be looking to strengthen in that window but, it, but what, will the, what will the two clubs do and how much impact will that have on where they are going into
3: the second half of the season you would think that Rangers may have to lose a few Rob you know they've got a big squad you know they really have You, you know, and, and you can't keep them all happy for them to reinvest again they may have to you know their figures were released last week you know what relevance that makes to the January transfer window, I don't know but certainly you know, when you see the losses coming out and what they've had over the last 8 or 9 years you wonder along it's going to be before they're going to need to sell a player because Selig have sold what three or four players over the past two or three windows. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of Frimpong and Ayer and Edward, Christie, they brought in good money you almost. Got, but, yeah, but
4: got, got players off the wage
3: yeah, bill as well. But it's, it's between 30 and 40 million pounds in. Whereas Rangers have the players there whose values have increased, the likes of Arebo and Camara, and they've increased Morales's value, and Kent's value's gone up, Golson's value's gone up, Tavernier's value's gone up since they came into Rangers. But the thing is, that's the mainstays of their team. So if they lose one of those or lose two of those, fine, it's bringing money in to spend again. But does it make your first team weaker? It probably does. So I think it's a it's a balancing act. You know, coming start of January, both managers will be planning to buy, most, might even buy maybe loans coming in. But certainly,
4: um, it will be intriguing to see how it pans out. There, there might be clubs saying to Rangers, "Look, we're thinking of Morelos. We're thinking of coming in for him, but we need to watch him, and that might be the reason why he's having this great run in the team that he's had." ahead of one or two other strikers like Sakala the could would have started because that's what happens at clubs people go well look I'm thinking of paying this I'm thinking of paying that he's a player that interests me mm-hmm. you know and I need to see him play Yeah, and that's one of the reasons maybe if Rangers want to sell um, Amorellos the one thing they've got to do is play him play him regular so he's in the shop window
2: it's a fascinating title race and we will be with it all the way
1: the Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicenter.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go. go.
2: Well, we told you right at the top of the show about an hour and a half ago uh, that Rangers were telling us there has been no approach so far from Aston Villa, uh, who are looking for a manager to replace the sacked Dean Smith. Uh, Stephen Gerrard is very much uh, the name on everybody's lips at the moment, it seems, in terms of uh, speculation. Uh, Roberto Martinez, the Belgian national team boss. And Casper Hjulmand, who does that job with Denmark, are both being mentioned as well. Although I've just seen some quotes on the screen in the studio from Casper Hjulmand saying that he's perfectly happy with what he is at the moment, not surprisingly. Uh, as they run away with the qualification group, Scotland's group, of course. They're at Hamden on Monday night, um, heading for the World Cup, uh, Denmark. And they'll do a bit of damage in the World Cup as well. You would imagine uh, they are a developing talent. That team did uh, rather well in the, the Euros mm. as well. And uh, they could be quite a team at the World Cup when they get there as well. It's uh, Rob McLean, Stephen Craig and John Hartson on the Go Radio Football Show. And we have Colin with us as well. Hi, Colin. Hi,
9: guys. How
2: are you doing? Oh, that's not a good phone line at all. Give it another little go there, see if we can interpret you there.
9: Hi, guys. Ah, How are
2: you ah, doing? Yeah, Colin, settled Colin. down, Colin. Um, I know you were probably settled down anyway, but the phone line has as well. What would you like to say?
9: Uh, just, just a wee point on Stephen Gerrard. Um, if he does leave Rangers to go to Aston Villa... Um, last night's show, I heard a few people I, I mention um, the names say uh, De- Derek McInnes and um, I think Alan Davidson was uh-huh. the name that I heard. Yep. Um, I just think b- before Gerard Gerrard like, came to Rangers, I think they two would have been good choices, but now that Steven Gerrard's like, at Rangers, I think... Not no in terms terms of managerial like experience and that they're probably on a par on like kind of level with Gerard, but namesake I think they they are a big step down. Uh, Stephen Gerard. Yeah, I'd like to see somebody like um, maybe Gitt- Lee Gattuso or Van Bronkhorst or even the De brothers.
4: Yeah, so you'd like an ex-player, Colin? Would you?
9: Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. A, bit, a bigger, a bigger name, like because I think the the name is Steven Gerrard. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's known worldwide, and I think, Calm Davidson and Derek McInnes. I think like the the name of Steven Gerrard attracts players alone, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, like mm-hmm. say Calum Davidson and Derek McInnes I think that we be a step down in yeah. terms of like the, the brand and all that, mm-hmm. the yeah. like selling shops and what have you.
2: We should we should say at this point that we are getting very much ahead of ourselves at this point when we're, yeah. we're, we're oh, line, do, when, when we're lining yeah, up a yeah, replacement. Yeah, yeah. But but no Colin, I mean I take your point completely there, And it's a bit like Queer Celtic where when Brendan Rogers left, mm-hmm. um when when you appoint uh, when you have a, a manager at that level of profile, profile and yeah. status um, you know it, it, he's Steven Gerrard if and well it, obviously he, he eventually leaves the job mm. but, but were he to leave anytime soon he's going to take a bit of replacing isn't he
3: well he is because you know the job he's done from, from where Rangers were to where they are now and, and, and I think that's always how you gauge a manager's uh, role or how well they've done did they leave a club or would they leave a club in a better place than where it was when they took over and if Steven Gerrard left tonight you'd have to say, absolutely, they're in a much better place now than when they were when he took over, what, about three and a half years ago or three years ago. So you think to yourself, well, yeah, you know, we keep going on. You know, We're kind of trying to read between lines and and supporters are looking ahead of what if and, you know, what's going on. Rangers under Steven Gerrard and and with Ross Wilson, as a sporting director, you have to plan for people to move on. Mm. You know, you have to have something. It can't be a case of someone leaves and you go, what now? I'm not saying they have uh, a a, a specific individual target, but they'll have an idea of kind of profile they'd want as a manager, what they'd want to come in, someone with a style of play, maybe someone with a connection to the club. You know, all those things come into consideration when a club starts to consider looking or even trying to plan ahead for a a manager. They wouldn't have a name, but they would have a profile of someone who would want to come in. And to be fair, the three or four boys that that Colin mentioned there all have that profile. The fact that they've managed big clubs and they've been involved in Europe, they know the club, they've got a good profile about them, you know, their team's played the right way. So, that's why those guys would be linked. However, Steven Gerhard is still the Rangers manager. Mm. Uh, He must be delighted that there's no club games this week, Rob. Because it means then he doesn't have to answer any questions. Uh He doesn't have to sit through people trying to read between the lines and what does he mean by that quote and, you know, does he really want to go? How come you're not saying anything? So, it's a week for him to turn his phone off and just think about Rangers moving forward. Yeah,
2: I mean, we're talking a lo- obviously a lot about it tonight, Colin. Um John Hartson, Stephen Craigin, um giving their views. And uh, just have a listen, quick listen to a sample of what uh, Barry Ferguson, uh, the former Rangers captain, was saying on the show last night. Money's
4: no object for Aston Villa. I mean, the Premier League alone is a, a big pool. I just think, in Stephen Gerrard's eyes, he has still got to win more trophies. Mm-hmm to then make that step down to the Premier League and I think this season is so important to him to try and retain the league title but also add some of the domestic cups i.e. the League Cup or Scottish Cup so my honest opinion is if Arsenville do come calling I firmly believe that he will remain at Rangers to try and get another couple of trophies under his belt Um, and then he may look the following season to make that step if another job becomes available.
2: Colin, that's what Barry said on the show last night. Um, John and and Craig's here are, are uh, saying very much the same sort of thing tonight. Uh, do you feel fairly confident, or are you, are you concerned that that he's going to be tempted by this, Stephen Gerard?
9: Uh, I'm not sure. Um, so some sometimes I think that he gets a wee bit annoyed with kind of media questions at times. Yeah. Um, I I, I, don't, I don't know. Just uh, it comes across that way at times. Sometimes I mean they get uh, Gary McAllister to do some of his press press conferences. Mm-hmm. Every, I, I don't know if he ever if, if he does get fed up with some of the questions being asked or not, and the fact that he's been at Rangers for this is his third season going on four now. Um, I, well, this I, is I, the fourth. This know. is the
2: fourth season, isn't it?
9: That that that's the fourth season. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean how many managers stay that long nowadays not not very many so I I, I don't know I think it just depends on kind of money and the if, if the board can, can I satisfy them enough as well Yeah but again Rob, I don't know if that's going to be possible or you,
4: not You made the point there Rob when when you can't compare when Brendan Rodgers came to Celtic and when Steven Gerrard went to Rangers? No, no, I'm talking about them leaving. I'm yes. talking about when they left. Right, but Steven Gerrard came to Rangers on the back. He was a novice. He'd mm. been world class, world class player. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about managers here. He was a novice. Mm-hmm. Steven Gerrard has made himself a better manager during these three and a, three and a bit seasons at Rangers, stopping the you know doing what they did last year. Mm-hmm winning the league at a canter. But Brendan Rodgers, when he came to Celtic, he'd already took Swansea City into the Premier League. He'd already finished second at Liverpool in the Premier League. Yeah. So then he comes into Celtic and it's almost like, you know, when he leaves then, he's incredibly difficult to replace. Steven Gerrard, to to his credit, as a manager, you know, he's won the um, Scottish Premiership. Now, for me... um, you you can't really put them in the same bracket managerial wise because Brendan had done an awful lot more.
2: Yeah, but I think the way you can compare them though is mean the because of their their, their, their their status and, the and You know how difficult they're going to be. I mean, Steven Gerrard when he goes is going to be incredibly difficult to replace unless things go rapidly and drastically mm. downhill. But
4: why? But, because he's a name. Yeah. Well, yep. not because of his achievements maybe but he's won one well, league in in well, yeah, in but, 3
2: years yeah but but who
4: knows his but name, who, you're talking about his name there uh, yeah, the status he as he, a public figure is well, you know his status no but, status. but he,
2: he but he's a developing talent as a manager isn't he and he's surrounded yeah, by talent yes, as well Gary said, McAllister, he's, he's Michael Beal himself a
4: better manager yeah that's he, what he's done yeah, yeah. And, he's
2: got, and he's got the right people alongside him there's no he doesn't do the whole job himself you know there's no doubt that's a that's a team at Rangers which has been really effective this
4: season will yeah. tell as us and if he whether, leave, whether it's sustained or not and if he was to leave there's no doubt he will take all that team yeah so it's not just a manager you're trying to replace the science, you're trying to replace well there was chat on the show you're trying to replace you know the, the physio you're trying to replace the assistant you know the
2: because there was chat on the show last night about you know well what if, what if he leaves Maybe Gary McAllister will take over. Maybe Michael Beale mm. will take over. That won't be ha- that yeah. won't be happening. He will take yeah. that team with him I would imagine when he goes. You would think
3: you'd imagine to go with him. You know they have they built something together over the past three and a bit years. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think there's a little bit of both. Is replacing him because of his profile and who he is. I think that plays a big part of it. Mm. And, and the confidence he uses and, and the respect the fans have given to him and the relationship he has with the fans. That's a strong bond. I think they've got. So you know to try and replace that. You'd have to replace it with someone of the kind of ilk of Stephen Gerrard as a person, first and foremost, with a little bit of managerial experience yeah. behind him. I get that. And,
4: and the club that eventually maybe does go in for Stephen Gerrard, they need to, Stephen will uh, have assurances that he can take his backroom staff oh, yeah. and so? he can bring eight, nine, ten of his staff. Whereas that wasn't allowed to happen at Celtic. Mm. And's almost come in on his own. Yeah, of course. Eddie Howe supposedly wanted 18 staff. To come with him from Bournemouth, which he'd been, he's got them assurances from Newcastle. So it you have to find the right fit, the right team, to for Stephen to go. Well, if I can't take my sister, I'm not coming. You know, this is what this is what happens. You've got to be in the position where the 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 buying team or the buying club will have to come to an agreement. Well, yeah, you bring the whole shooting match along with you.
3: I just think Rangers fans are going to have to get used to this. If he doesn't take this job, which is, you know, for for Rangers, because people are going to keep knocking the door. I said it earlier, people are going to keep knocking the door and keep asking. The more he keeps progressing in Europe, he wins another title, he wins a domestic trophy, it's just going to continue to raise his profile and people are going to say, well, he was a, a smashing player. He's not a good manager as well. You know, he can now cope with that side of it. What's the next step? The next step for him might be, well, he wants to stay at Rangers for the next four or five years, and that's fine. But other people, you know, who have to sell papers and do what they have to do, will always link, will always... Yeah. And you have to say, I think a lot of the speculation in this one with Aston Villa is coming from south of the border. Yes. You know, of course, the Scottish media are going to have to get onto it and talk about it, but it's being driven, and the headlines coming out, and the stories are coming from south of the border. Yeah. So that's what makes you think. There's Colin, a little bit
4: more Colin, you are still on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what what's your gut feeling, Colin? Is Steven Gerrard going or is he staying? What 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 we saying here now? What 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 is your view? What's he going to do?
9: Personally, I think he'll stay. Me too. I think I think uh, the Aston Villa job. I think there's more. There's maybe a wee bit more experienced managers. Um, Linked with them than what Steven Gerrard does. I think Steven Gerrard still got a lot to prove as a as a manager, and I think he's at the right club to to prove that. Like getting if we can if we can get Rangers to I don't don't know if it will happen or not. Cause Celtic are looking quite good as well, but if we can if we can get Rangers to another title, and if we can get them into Champions League, then that might be his final kind of his final season. Then maybe.
2: Colin, good call, good to hear from you. Cheers, Colin. Cheers. Yeah, thank you. All the best. Yeah,
1: thanks, guys. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's
2: go! go, 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 go. Was that you were saying, Craig's better speak about Scotland before Absolutely, we go? Well, yeah. we've spoken about Scotland already in the show, but yeah, we are going to be talking Scotland between now and 7 o'clock, um, we heard from uh, John Carver earlier on, we heard from Jacob Brown as well, talking about his call-up and uh, the family reaction. Um, in fact, here he is talking about uh, his strike partner at uh, Stoke City, uh, Stephen Fletcher, the former Scotland international, of course, and uh, he's been a help.
8: Yeah, Fletcher said a lot of um, good things about me and he, he's just a top guy. I think playing with him has like helped my performance massively because he's such a good player and he's got a lot of experience, like, like you guys will know, and he's just someone that I like, look up to and try and get learn as much as I can from him on and off the pitch. So he's a top guy, yeah. No, nah, he just said that everyone's um, like they're all great lads and they'll uh, help you settle in really quick. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
2: So what about those uh, striker options? There's no Linden Dykes suspended, no Ryan Christie, both out for that first game in Moldova on Friday evening. Here's John Carver again.
6: We've got some good quality in the in the group. There's players been waiting for their opportunities. As you know, we've brought in uh, young Jacob, who's not had a cap yet. He's joined the group and fitted in really well, but we've got other players who can take Lyndon's place. And obviously it's up to the manager how we play Kevin as well. I've watched Kevin recently as well against Celtic, and you know he's ready to step up. But it, again, we'll have to see what formation we play, what team the manager picks. He sees an opportunity himself on the training ground this morning. He sees an opportunity that he might get an opportunity to play up front. You know he's been at it. He's he's worked extremely hard. So let's see. Let's see where what team the manager picks on Friday.
2: We're going to piece uh, our team together. I know Stevie Clark is always very keen to hear what we've uh, what we've speculated yeah. about his team selection. Uh, no. Or, or B, he ignores us completely and just does what he's doing and, and it's all going perfectly well for him at the moment. But are we, are we agreed on... Uh, I mean, most of the team presumably picks itself. Craig Gordon and Goals. Uh, are we happy with McTominay, Hendry and Tierney as a back three with yep. Grant Hanley out injured? And are we happy with Patterson and Robertson as the two wing-backs? Uh, Stephen O'Donnell is a possible on the right side, but... Um, I think the popular choice at the moment seems to be Nathan Patterson in that position. Um, Interrupt me if you disagree, John. Uh, Gilmore and McGregor in the midfield with John McGinn ahead of them. Uh, Che Adams in attack. And really just one Mm. position to fill. Is it going to be a front two or is it going to be a... Essentially a 3 4 1 2 or yeah. 3 4 2 1 in terms of the, the shape. And, and in terms of, you know, we heard him speaking there about uh, Kevin Nisbet. There's Jacob Brown, who could be a strike partner for Che Adams, could be Stuart Armstrong playing off. What do you think, Craigs?
3: Um, I mean, I touched on it earlier before the first break, uh, just before the first break I go David Turnbull just because he brings something a little bit different. Uh, Moldova are going to be packed in they're going to be defensively deep there's not going to be a lot of space for strikers to run into Scotland should have lots of the ball they'll be trying to break down a a defence who are you know compact and I just think David's used to doing that at Celtic I think you know that's something I would imagine an international manager would take into consideration is thinking what kind of game are we going to face how are they going to play well what players do I have in my group that are used to playing against that and I think David certainly comes into that category and you know uh, John McGinn has mentioned about potentially playing as a number 10 and maybe playing Kenny McLean in midfield or Stuart Armstrong in midfield. I think John McGinn isn't that intricate player who plays little passes in between. John wins the ball back, recycles the ball, drives forward, muscles into people, gets into the box well. You know, so it, 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 it all depends really what the manager wants. I would like to see David given a chance. You know, he must be thinking to himself, surely it must be coming soon. I'm playing at Celtic, I'm playing well, I'm playing in big European games and, you know, affecting games in the Scottish Premiership, I'm scoring goals what else can he do to get in the eye line of the manager when there's an opportunity arises does he go back to Stuart Armstrong which he done in the Euros does he go to Kenny McLean who wasn't at the you know there's so many different aspects it's such a tough call because of the midfield area is so uh, congested with good players and Steve has to find the right one I, I think it wouldn't be a risk but then Jacob Brown but he doesn't really know the system he doesn't really know what Steve wants he may come on in the game as he sees the game progressing but I'd like to see David.
2: You've seen a lot of David Turnbull, John obviously playing with Celtic this season. What what do you reckon to that uh, suggestion that it that it could be Turnbull playing off Adams?
4: Well he's in good form. Um certainly in good form. He he's, he's young, he's very, very enthusiastic, wants to get more caps. Um but if I'm if we draw Scotland in the playoffs, I'm mm-hmm. gonna give We you a, being Wales. Absolutely. If we draw Scotland in the playoffs, Wales. Mm-hmm. That's a shoe in for us, I isn't think it? the team I'm going to give you now is the strongest team that I wouldn't want to face. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. So I would go with Gordon in goal, mm-hmm. Tini, Handley, and Hendry, right, as a back three. Right, so this
2: is Scotland at full strength. This is
4: Scotland that I wouldn't want to face. Right, okay. And this is the, the team I think that Steve Clark should pick. Against Moldova, Hanley's injured. Okay, and Ryan Christie's
3: suspended, that. and Landon Dykes is suspended.
4: All right then, um, what are we going to do? With the McTominay in there? <laughs> so
3: yeah, he wasn't well, listening when, he wasn't when you read your team. Out.
2: You weren't listening oh, right. earlier on when I was talking about Gerard and, and, <laughs> and Brendan Rodgers, right. and you're not listening
4: again. So then I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Patterson, Patterson, yes, right wing back. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than O'Donnell. Okay, no disrespect. O'Donnell's okay. Done all right in the Euros. Yeah, did quite mm-hmm. well. Patterson for me must play. I get the team I wouldn't. I'd rather play O'Donnell than Patterson if I'm up against you. So, we're, so we've settled on McTominay, Hendry, and Tierney as your back three. Yeah? Yes, as and, the three pa- and Patterson and
2: Robertson as the wing backs.
4: Yes, and then the centre midfield, Gilmore because mm-hmm. he's exceptional, mm-hmm. and McGregor. So, all right, they're like for like. They do similar things. Mm-hmm you know they're very you know they can use the ball exceptionally well great skillful um, keep the ball you know skills level everything else they can go either way they can go up. forward as well brilliant yep yeah. yeah. and then um, it's a choice um, Stuart Armstrong mm-hmm. off Che Adams and then it's a difficult one in there uh, you've got Armstrong, Turnbull or McGinn. You can use any of them three. John McGinn's oh, got to play as Off Offer Shay Adams. That would be my looking at it, who's available? Probably my my strongest team that Scotland could put out. Um but again it could change. Could could they change to a, a four? Could they play two up? Yeah. Could well, they play yeah, two but,
3: up? Yeah, but he would play two up on a back three. He would play a three, five, two, which yeah. is what he's been playing with Dykes and with Adams. That's right. So the choice is, because Dykes is not there, do you go direct replacement Jacob Brown or do you go... Or Kevin like, Nisbet? Yeah. or yeah. I, <laughs> I just don't think his forms were yeah. where it was this time last year, Rob. You know, he's got one goal in 11. One it, of on, uh, 11 are totally games.
4: There's only one or two that, realistically speaking, we know we know literally what he's going to do Mm -hmm. that'll probably be I think we know 10 I think we know 10 of the players don't we for Friday barring any any shocks or any changes Hmm. or any injuries in in, in training which you hope not they they have to to deal with literally there'll be maybe 2 or 3 different sort combinations well the only other issue
3: is I said I said earlier on Rob Billy Gilmer hasn't played a minute of first team football for anybody Mm -hmm. since Scotland played in the Faroes which is 4 weeks tonight yeah. hasn't played a game of first team In training's great you can train all you want and he's a young boy and he's enthusiastic I get that I'm just saying mm-hmm. this is Scotland's biggest game for a long time how much time you has know,
2: Nathan Patterson spent on the he's pitch? he's
3: said 23 minutes Yeah, because he, he played uh, he played in the Faroes I think he played 4 minutes against St Mirren 86 minutes he came on and he played 19 minutes at left back on Sunday against Ross so. County yeah. you know so that that must come into the manager's thinking I'm not saying they don't play mm. but there must be a slight concern for him thinking this is a big game we need players at the top of the game we need players full fitness as in match fitness, not just generally fit. So what does he do there? Does he go with a bit safer option somewhere? Gilmer, uh, you know, you could imagine is undroppable Mm. with the way he's playing. And and Patterson just excites you every time you see him. Mm. So as much as I'm saying the manager must be looking around and thinking they haven't played an awful lot, in the back of his mind he'll start them, but it must be a little concern bugging away that we may only get so many minutes out of them if the game is, you know, quite intense or they're having to cover a lot of distance. That would be the only kind of major concern
2: for us. And Clarkson. and how much do you take, John, from training sessions for the the fact that Scotland have got a few days away in Spain, uh, warming up for this? So Stevie Clark can look very closely um, at Billy Gilmore and Nathan Patterson, yeah. who are short of game time. How much do, how much can he read into it in, in he training what, sessions?
4: He, he knows what they can do. Yeah. Um, one one might just do something exceptional, and then he looks at John Carver as citizen as a go. He's got to play. Mm -hmm. He's hungry. He he looks really sharp. He's doing everything right, and all of a sudden you go over a meal or something, over a beer, and you know whatever you go. By the way, how good was he today? He really, you know. But they know their team. They Mm -hmm. they they know what Gilmore and and what they know exactly what they can all do. You know the the lad the lad um, Brown. Uh, uh, Sorry, Jacob. Is it Jacob Brown? Jacob Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He could be banging in goals for fun. I just don't. I think it's a little bit early to th- maybe throw him in in such a big game. Um
2: But if he wants a front two and they feel that like Kevin Nisbet is yeah, off colour at the moment, then more, maybe they go some, with Jacob yeah,
3: Brown. It looks the most natural choice because I, I don't know if it came out in one of John Carver's comments, but he was saying earlier. Or I was reading earlier. He said he, he looks really sharp. He said mm. he's different than what we've got. He's got the the pace that no one else in the team has, which uh, you know. Uh, what I touched on earlier is great if you're playing against a Germany or a French team who are going to play high, Rob, but you're going to yeah. be playing against Look, a team who let, are going to be camping as your own box. Yeah, let's hear that little clip. He did his first real
6: proper training session today and we like what we saw. He's, he's different. He's, he's got a little change of pace, but he's he's fitted in straight away with the group and that did not surprise me because I keep talking about personalities within the group and, and, and they've taken to the him straight away and made him feel part of it, which is very
3: important. What do you think? So that's the bit I'm talking about, was mm. that little change of pace. John yeah. and I had a change of pace John didn't we? We could go from slow to slower <laughs> <laughs> That was always a good race between me and John the good. ball just always beat us Tough school Tough school
4: It <laughs> was not change pace You of know build. the first two yards at uh, Rob? But in your head In the head First two yards in your head Yeah Really? Absolutely okay. Do you want the Wales
2: team? No thanks No no you're okay. <laughs> okay But anyway I take it that That Scotland team You've uh, sketched out there Once we put you right in a couple of things um, That's going to Wipe the floor With Wales in the playoffs
4: Oh Well you said it first Rob No you no I'm asking, it... I'm asking
2: I'm asking I'm saying is,
3: is that likely to You see Wales had problems Like that John Where there was players Coming in international jury Who weren't playing for the club mm. You know what I mean Some of the lads weren't playing yeah. So it, it takes a while To play catch up Scotland now Naturally they've got A lot of players playing uh, I mean there's the question If Scotland did meet Wales In the playoff You being Mm -hmm. Scottish, Rob, who would you fancy? Do you look at Wales and think, you know, we could could take them? Mm -hmm. I think Scotland could. I think think so. Yeah. Yeah. And likewise, Wales will be thinking, you know what, we can take them.
2: I I think, I mean, the great thing about Scotland at the moment, I think, is we're on a progression. Yeah, We're getting better game by game. And I think if we can sort Friday night and get our place in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I think we can then give Denmark a serious game on, yeah. on Monday night so Shall I
4: give you Wales' team? No, no,
2: Just no Just no. in we're, case you we're, come we're, up against a playoff I'd love to but what we're you, running are we're we're, are no, I'm not, uh, we are running. we of? Nothing Absolutely nothing You obviously
4: frightened of you, these big names I've got in the team no, Well unless
2: you're making some up <laughs> Where's the producer?
4: <laughs> I, <laughs> I do not mean you call him but Bale, it, not a big name Ramsey What it, are you saying about these boys? Yeah. <laughs> There's <That is> nothing <laughs> for us to concern Where's the producer? John, thanks for turning up A couple of minutes late You could potentially play Wales The listeners will want to know what that up yeah. against. Yeah. Well, you're ready. Late. You may as well leave early. Yeah. We're only concerned about Scotland <laughs> on this
3: death. show.
1: You're scared today.
4: John, thanks a lot
2: and good night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go.